is David Martinez. I have no clue what I'm doing, but I know I'm listening to the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. And glad to be with you, I am. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, oh legendary one, and thank you listeners for joining us. We should make you all legendary fan representatives of the show. I think that's, that's something, John Bon Jovial, we should think about starting. I think we should. Uh, I think we should name our listeners legendary listeners. Well, you know, there was that movie that said, there was this one time at band camp. So band camp was the category. I think that we should start something that makes everybody legendary. And me being, of course, the inspiration. John, John, I think John, John Bon very well. John, yeah. I think we should go to the first song. Here's Amanda Shires. Take it like a man. <laughs> okay. Like a
Take it like a man. That's Amanda Shires. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, she's just shared this live video for her latest song, Take It Like a Man, and that's from her new album, which is upcoming. But she's a singer, songwriter, and fiddle player who has released six solo albums. She founded a country music supergroup called The High Women, along with Brandy Carlisle, Marin Morris, and Natalie Hemby. She's also performed as a member of the Texas Playboys, the Thrift Store Cowboys, and Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, as well as in a duo with Rod Picot, along with Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. She won the Grammy for Best American Album for their 2017 collaboration, The Nashville Sound. This is her latest. As I said, it's uh, the title track of her new album, which will be released July 29th. And this goes along with the video that she's just released of her current hit, Amanda Shires, Take It Like a Man. Your comments, John Bon Jovial. Well, she reminds me quite a bit of um, maybe a younger sounding or less gravelly, if you will, uh, Bonnie Tyler, which has got a unique style all of its own. And I think she pulls it off very well. I can personally live without the screaming, soft, contemporary, uh, you know, soft AC guitars that they have in that. I, I think, to me, that takes away from her talent as a singer. It's too distracting. But you isolate that. You isolate that and take it out of the picture, and I think she's got a pretty good song there. I think she's got a good formula to, to, uh, to build on. It's a good anthemic-type song. I understand the the guitar screams, as you put it, are, they're a bit edgy, and they're not going to please everyone, especially your harder core country listeners. But uh, it is a uh, it is a powerful song, and uh, she does a, she does a good job on it. I like the tune, um, obviously, or I wouldn't have played it. I don't I don't put music on the show that I don't like. So if you don't hear your song on the show, I don't like it. No, that's not true, because <laughs> we can only get so many songs on the show. But <laughs> I figured I would say that before somebody in the audience piped up and said the same thing, or I would never say that. But uh, obviously, I wouldn't also, by the same token, never put a song on the show that I absolutely didn't like, unless there was a good reason for it. You know, if Elvis came back and did a song, I might play that if he's an indie artist. But if he comes back as a, you know on a major label as a commercial artist, no, we wouldn't touch it. <laughs> John, how are things going for you in Florida? Uh, I'm still processing this whole. I hate your song, so I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have to excise that from the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but seriously, folks, uh, what is going on in the wild, wacky, and wonderful world of the legendary John Bon Jovial here in southwest Florida? Pretty much, you know, not a damn thing. Uh, still recovering from the COVID thing from about a month and a half ago. I still hit that brick wall about 3 o'clock every afternoon with the uh, exhaustion. And uh, the cough is, my doctor tells me, three, four months but, you know, you've got to press through, and you've got a business to run. So you run that business, and you go out, and you make your customers happy, and that's what I do, and that's what we do here uh, on the David Bowers Awards. We try to keep everybody as happy as we can. But on a regional basis, you know, we've got a, a pretty good fan base here in Florida because of Cindy at Lady Lake Music, 
And I know that you've got a pretty good fan base that you're developing for us with Michael at MTS. Uh, and, of course, here with the music scene in the Phoenix Tempe area. But, you know, really, it's just the same old thing. Life is good. We're living the dream, and I don't say that facetiously. And we are building fan bases around the world. Uh, I just found uh, this past week that we picked up more listeners in the, uh, well, in Australia, New Zealand, also in Southeast Asia, uh, primarily Japan, uh also new pockets in Europe, and every week I get notices of uh, this new listener there, and I get emails from people that they're saying, you know, hey, we just discovered your show, we love it, and I always write them back the same thing, good, tell your friends about us so they can listen too, but uh, yeah, we are, uh, we are expanding, and we do thank all the many people we've worked with, including the, the two that you mentioned there, Michael, at MTS uh, Records and Management, and also Cindy at uh, Lady Lake Music in Florida, who also has uh, opened up doors for us in Texas because uh, of her work with, uh, with uh, David Martinez, who you heard give us that eloquent little introduction uh, to the show before the intro. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll drop him a line and explain to him exactly what he is doing at a later date. He's got a great new single out, too, that you should check out to look for David Martinez. Also, we want to mention our friends at Rochester Free Radio, our flagship radio station, WRFZ, in Rochester, New York. And uh, we want to... uh, And also, we want to thank Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show, which follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. And following Steve is Armand Spins, both of whom will place an eclectic mix of music, much of which you may never have heard because a lot of it is good stuff that slipped through the cracks, but I guarantee you, it's good stuff. Check it out. John Bon Jovial, speaking of things to check it out, tell the folks to check out on Anchor FM. Yeah, we've got a pretty cool deal working here with the good folks at Anchor FM. They have made it possible to not only play our show every week as a podcast, the David Bowers Awards, for which we're very grateful that you know they have uh, taken us under their wing, but they've also made it possible for you, the listener, to be able to make a donation in the cause of helping support indie music and indie artists. It's really pretty cool. With Anchor FM, if you listen to the David Bowers Awards and you listen to this show, this particular broadcast on Anchor FM, at the end of the episode, you'll find a link, and it will enable you to then make a donation, whether it's big or just a couple of bucks. You know, we would really be grateful if you could help out the industry that is trying so hard to make a name for itself, the artists that are involved in that industry, you know, like the people that we've got coming up uh, today, for example, uh, a group called Burn the Louvre, and then Ed Roman, uh, you know, a couple of Canadian uh, musical troops, if you will. And if you go on to Anchor FM, you will be contributing to a cause that will, in this particular case, trickle down, because in this case, that does work. And you'll be very glad you did. We'd be grateful for it. That's Anchor FM. Check them out and uh, help us out today. We'd be grateful. David? 
Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. That's the truth. And uh, actually, it's not just today's episode. You can do this for every episode that's on there. And uh, we will be building up our archive there as we go along because each show is automatically uploaded to Anchor FM. Each show will also have the link for your donation to help us support indie artists and their music. And to do so, we should keep moving right along because our first guest is standing by and waiting to come in and talk to us. So let's give a listen to their tune right now. They're a band from Ontario, Canada. They call themselves Burn the Louvre. And this is Driving in the Rain. Nothing you can't say Condescending conversations Building in the air Filing on my windshield But I'm too depressed to care Why the sway from my left back to the right They clear the way And then they creep back out of sight It's a gloomy day But it's my favorite drive Got my life at San two Drift across the broken line Babe, I'm on my way I love 
in there. You'll burn the Louvre. Driving in the rain. Jordan, come on in here and say hello. Hey there. Hey there. Uh, Dave and John, thank you so much for uh, for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And uh, we'd love to get the opportunity to talk to indie artists, take their brains, and uh, you know, just find out all their trade secrets. Now, you are a relatively new group. The uh, You're a duo. Tell us first a little bit, if you would, about your partner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Burn the Louvre originally was an indie rock band that I'd started with my brother um, w- way back when. Uh, he decided he didn't want, we released two EPs together. Uh, he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. So I was kind of at a bit of a crossroads. So uh, I ended up recording uh, these 11 songs that are going to make up our, our new record, Silhouettes, that we've been releasing them one song per month throughout uh, 2022. Um, I ended up actually recording that by myself with some help from some friends because I was kind of, I didn't really have a band. And it's just always the way things work out. I, we, we literally finished recording the album. Like we literally finished recording everything. And then I get an email from uh, my partner, Sean, um, who uh, plays guitar and does vocals as well. And uh, he was answering a Musicians Wanted ad that I had forgotten to take down. Because <laughs> I was, uh, when I was kind of looking for, uh, you know, people to jam with and trying to get another, you know, band together, uh, people, people mean well, but when it came time to actually getting together, every, everybody flaked on me. So I just kind of got frustrated at the whole thing. So, uh, but I forgot the ad was up. So he sent me an email and, you know, I, I thought, okay, well, let's see how this goes. And we got together for a beer and kind of, you know, chatted and uh, ended up getting along really well. Uh, he, he likes a lot of really cool music. Um, and we ended up getting together the following week to actually jam. And it went great. <laughs> so we just kept, uh, kept doing it. And um, it was a, uh, the timing was really odd because we were practicing for a solid year or so all throughout 2019. We were getting together at least once a week, and we were finally felt like we were ready to play shows. And then COVID happened, so we couldn't. So we were kind of just uh, still getting together, doing a lot of work behind the scenes, him and I. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy that we're finally releasing the songs, and we're back to, you know, we've been playing some shows around, uh, around Hamilton in, in, up here in Canada. So I'm glad we're able to do that finally. Well, in addition to telling us about your uh, your musical partner there, you, I think, have managed to answer almost every single question I had for you. So there's really nothing much else to talk about. Thank you very much for coming by, <laughs> and we'll keep it done. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of uh, I no, run no, on fences. No. I kind of talk a lot. <laughs> no, that is absolutely fine. We want to hear it. We want to know about you. And all you've done is opened up the door that we have time to ask you more silly questions. But, yeah, I did want to get in. Of course, we want to talk about your album. And I did want to get in because I had caught that uh, that story about how you got your, you got connected with uh, your partner there through an ad that you forgot you even had up. And, you know, he comes out of the blue, contacts you, you get together for a beer, and that's a great excuse for a beer. And Absolutely. you get yourself a singing duo with a very unique sound. I love your sound. We'll talk more about that first. I want to give you a chance to meet John Bon Jovial. John? Well, okay. Hey, uh, Jordan, first of all, thank you for being on the show with us and welcome. It's it's great that you're here. Um, I have Absolutely. a question. I love the name I love the name of your musical organization, Burning Down the Louvre, and I'd like to know <laughs> what was the inspiration for that cuz that is a great name. 
Thank you so much. That, that's, that's a great question, too. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because a, a lot of people don't, and I, I think it's a cool name, too. Uh, so th- that name actually came from uh, a quote from Fight Club. Uh, it's, it's, my favorite, it's my favorite movie, hands down, uh, although I think this quote actually came from the book. It didn't make it into the movie, but it was right at the period of time um, Edward Norton meets Brad Pitt, and he kind of flips his whole world upside down, and he, go, he has this great speech about how he just wants to burn the Louvre and, you know, just smother all the French beaches he'd never see and kind of like how he just wants to destroy everything that's beautiful. And I thought that was a really uh, – I, I just thought that was a really interesting – line uh, from the movie and really interesting moment, you know, and kind of, I, I like how Burn the Louvre, you could take it a couple different ways. The way that I kind of, what I like about it too is, you know, on one hand, you can look at it as a whole down at the upper echelon, sort of, uh, you know, very, uh, very, uh, um, what's the word? Um, anti-establishment. Anti-establishment, thank you very much. Sorry, I was, I was blanking on that for a bit. You could take it as like an anti-establishment stand. Or um, the other way I kind of look at it too there seems to be less and less interest for real art anymore or, you know, real music, people putting thought into things. And it's kind of like, you know, burn the lubes, almost like, a, well, let's just burn it down because people don't care anymore anyways, mm-hmm. you know, which is hopefully not the case. But it was just kind of like my sarcastic look at, you know, where, where the music business is right now, where I kind of thought burn the lube was a, was a cool name and kind of interesting for, like, you know, an, an indie folk pop group. Right, because we're not really, we're not, you know, exactly. you're a, a name like Burn the Louvre, you're picturing a metal group or something like that, which a lot of people, a lot of people do. They say, oh, I wasn't expecting you guys to sound like that, but that was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was a, a pretty good, a pretty good fit in a very odd way. Well, one thing you neglected to mention there, it's also a very commercially catchy name. It's a great hook, and that's that's a big part of the battle of getting noticed. But uh, back to you, John. The only other thing that I wanted to say, and, you know, the, the fact that you know, being introduced to your music and being introduced to everybody's music every week, to me, is one of the highlights of my week because, uh, as we tell all of our guests, and this is by design, I never get to hear the music before we actually play it on our air. So, uh, we can get like a visceral gut reaction, if you will. And so I just heard Driving in the Rain for the first time. I like it. It very much reminds me of very early Elvis Costello music. And that's something so that I've always, oh, I've always had an affinity for that kind of thing. And so this, it's like a, it's a joyful noise. It, it makes me happy to listen to it. And that's why I like it. And I think that you have probably hit on a pretty good formula there if this is the direction that you and your partner are going to be going in musically. I think you may have uh, hit on something. Thank, thank you so much for saying all that, John. I, re- I really appreciate that. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Sean that because he's a huge Elvis Costello guy. He, he loves that kind of stuff, too. So he's going he's gonna to be over the moon that, uh, <laughs> that, that, he, that you think that we've uh, – we got something good going there. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Oh, sure. No, it's uh, th- this is what we're here for. One of the things that we have wanted to talk about, and I alluded to this already, want to talk about this new album that you have coming up in July. So we've been releasing, uh, so we have 11 songs, and we've been releasing them one song per month um, starting in January. The last one will be out in November. Uh, so so the, ne- the next single is going to be coming out the end of this month. The last one will be out end of November. So uh, upon that time, all 11 will be out, 
I guess that would be the album release date, would be the, the day of the 11th single. Because of the, the, the way that things are right now in the landscape, and especially as an independent artist, you're almost forced to appease the Spotify algorithm gods and all the streaming and everything. So releasing singles has kind of become the best way to kind of give each song a fair shot at, you know, getting some attention or making some playlists or everything like that. So that, you know, and also um, makes it a little easier on me, I guess, instead of trying to push 11 songs at once, I get to push each one, you know, give them their own, um, give them their own space. And, you know, hopefully uh, they get picked up. And so, so far, so good. You know, it's, we've been getting the, uh, and getting the, the playlist ads and everything like that. I'm, I'm talking to you guys right now, so that's awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, but but yeah. So the, the album, um, yeah, we're, we're just been releasing it like kind of one piece at a time, and I've been putting it um, together on. Uh, I've got like a Spotify and a SoundCloud playlist where, as the songs have been coming out, I've been putting them in the proper order. Just being, you know, the, the way the music industry is now, releasing singles makes more sense. You're not alone. We're finding more and more artists are releasing one track at a time. And I, I think it's a natural because you can release one track at a time. And then at the end, you've got a brand new album you can release. And meanwhile, you've sold copies of the original 10, 12, 15 tracks, however many there are on this uh, album, and mm-hmm. move on to your next project. So I don't think it's a bad idea. I know we're working with some artists, of course, for the future. And uh, one I was talking with over the weekend was telling me that he has a new album that will be coming out in the fall. And uh, we're uh, working, negotiating to make arrangements to have him premiere it here on the show. And he told me that uh, one of the things his label uh, is with an indie label now. And one of the things that they are working him on is they want to set it up as a streaming track by track thing, which is obviously the way the market is right now. So they want him to, you know, they're not going to release all the tracks as singles right off the bat because they want to do that one by one, as you've been doing, uh, for the streaming. It seems to be the thing right now. You're releasing them in streams, and uh, that's what you have to do to make the money. And let's face it, the bottom line is you got to make money to eat. Absolutely right. Yeah, it's not getting any cheaper, right? <laughs> oh, Lord, you know, no. But that, but then you're yeah. you're up there. You're up there in Canada, so you don't have the inflation that we have in the states, right? You know what? It's it's getting pretty bad up here too. Now it's um it's it's not fun. Like people aren't happy about the gas and everything, and it's just uh, not, yeah. not a it's, not not a fun time up in Canada right now. <laughs> it's pervasive. I know. I was being I was being kind of funny there because uh, honestly, yeah. I have not heard of a lot of people from the states driving across the line into Canada to get cheap gas. So I I figured it was hitting you as well. Before we run out of time here, Jordan, a couple of things we always try to do. One, I always mention my Facebook groups page, the David Bowers Awards. It's there for guests on the show and, for that matter, anybody in indie music to post up your new music, your releases, your plans, anything you want to share with your fans and future fans. We'll pick it up there and share it with our other pages. And and secondly, we want to give you a chance to tell the folks how they can find you online, how they can get in touch with you, follow you, and, of course, most important, how they can buy your music. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we're uh, online at www.burnthelube.com. Got our nifty little website. 
Uh, and then you can find us at any of the uh, social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, even though I don't use it a whole lot, at Burn the Louvre for absolutely everything. And you can listen on any of the major streaming platforms where you listen to music, and it's for sale up on Bandcamp. So that'd be uh, burnthelouvre.bandcamp.com if uh, you want to purchase the singles or uh, one of our cool T-shirts. Very nicely done. Now you have about three seconds left before we're out of time. So <laughs> tell us, please, about this new track, Lost With You. So Lost With You um, was a song I actually wrote for uh, my first girlfriend, and it was just kind of recounting a, a fun day that we had together. It's kind of the, the whole purpose of the song. It's just this upbeat indie pop song. The whole purpose of it is just to kind of capture a uh, short-term relationship at its highest point, when, you know, that, that period of time when everything's just perfect, right? So uh, Lost With You is kind of just a snapshot of that. We thank you so much for coming and spending time with us, Jordan. Ladies and gentlemen, the band calls themselves Burn the Louvre, like the French Museum. This is Lost With You. I want to get lost with you, yes I do, in the ocean Wanna get lost with you? Yes, I do. In the freezing rain in the morning too. Lost with you, not a clue where we all want to do. Waterfalls and rivers run around the bend behind the sun. Couple pieces of gum to chew. What about a of mountain dew? You got a an Anne Hathaway sex appeal with some Emerson Stone and Jessica Biel. I really love that attitude. Won't you give me some, but baby, don't be rude. I wanna get lost with you, yes I do, in the freezing rain in the morning too. Lost with you, not a clue, where we all want to do. Lost with you, yes I do, in the ocean deep and the sky so blue. Lost with you, not a clue, where we all want to do. Lost with you, Burton the Louvre, John Bon Jovial. Why do I get the image in my... I listen to that song, and I get the picture in my head of a bunch of people sitting around a campfire on a Saturday night, tapping a keg, kicking back, and just singing silly songs. 
And, of course, being in the Alabama hills in California and throwing a couple of steaks <laughs> on the grill, and, and sure, yeah, man, that, that works do. for me. <laughs> yeah, I have That's to agree with that. works for me. But, yes, you're right. That song, it, you know, exudes that kind of ambiance. You're, you're absolutely right. Didn't think about that, but that's a real good point. Yeah, I couldn't help but think about that the first time I heard it. I said, my gosh, we should be kicked back out by a campfire somewhere just listening to this stuff and singing along with it. Burn the Louvre, I think they're going to attract some notice. I wish them all the best. I hope they keep in touch with us because once you're on our show, you're part of our family, and we like to keep track of you. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. And you folks at home, feel free to send us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. You can drop a line by email to david at thedavidbowers.com. We have another gentleman from Canada standing by to talk to. we got to get to him right now. He's a return guest. We're looking forward to talking with him again. His name is Ed Roman, and here he is with happiness.
Ed Roman is here right now. Let's give him a talk. Ed, come on in here and say hello to everybody. David, John, nice to be here again. How are you guys doing? Doing just great, thank you. So glad to have you back here. That is a happy song. That's a that's a just a nice upbeat little fun tune. How'd you come up with that one? Well, diametrically opposed, you know, sort of emotions colliding at once, sort of like life, you know. Uh, it's uh, it, I've been brought to tears because of beautiful things that I've seen in my life, whether it be actions of people or the way we treat one another. Um, and I think that it, an expression of such is uh, is an expression of your humanity. And I, I, that song, you know, people say, well, how you saying? Cry, everybody. What are you talking about, man? You were like, you're talking about happiness. But, you know, I, I, I remember, like, people like my grandmother and, and, and my mom or something, and there'd be something that would go on, and they'd be like, you know, they lose it. They'd start crying. I, I I've been in my and and I don't my, in the same position in my life where somebody has said something or a moment has occurred and I weep, but it's a happy cry and I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say it. <laughs> no, you you shouldn't be. It's it's something that uh, uh, I think that any sensitive person, any person with sensitivity, is going to feel uh, many times in their life, and uh, I found that. As you progress in age, I don't want to say get older, but as you mature, you notice these things more often because I think you become more sensitive and aware. It's a very happy track, and uh, I think it's a great follow-up to that last track that we played by Burn the Louvre, which also was a happy song in spite of the negative-sounding title lost with you. But you, uh, you've got a lot to be happy for. I was going through notes, uh, getting ready for the show, I, I see them online all the time, too. As a matter of fact, I, I try to comment and uh, repost them every time I can, but you're keeping me busy. You have got yourself a multitude of nominations and awards since the last time that we spoke. Well, first off, David, I mean, you and John and, and Anchor and everybody at FM, it, 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 having you guys a part of what we do in the independent industry is paramount. And I, I see your activity. It's so greatly appreciated. Um, and it's, it's you know, look, people say, like, you, you've won awards, you're getting acclamations for things, and, and how does this feel? It feels really good to connect with guilds and music award ceremonies and, and situations. But, I mean, as corny as it sounds, being able to connect with you guys, the music with people, having articles connect with the music, it perpetuates in, in, in this way, is the reward. It is the journey itself that is the greatest you know, part of the, of, of the reward itself. I often think of the Paulo Coelho book called The Alchemist, you know, and as this boy is on his journey from the northern part of Spain, you know, and he's told his, his reward in, in gold is in Egypt at the pyramids. The book takes you on a litany of stories and wonderful parables that sort of, you know, fill your heart with a lot of wonderful ideas about life and philosophy. But when he gets there, <laughs> there's nothing there but a bunch of sand, right? And he realizes at that moment that it's the journey and the people and the experiences that he has and had that has enriched his life beyond the price of gold. So I, I'm I'm lucky to do what I do. I'm lucky to have Michael Stover as my manager and my PR guy because he he's 
He's a great person. He's an honest person, thank goodness. In this and, business, uh, that's odd, but yes. It's huge. It's huge, David. And uh, we've all been taken down the proverbial garden path mm-hmm. once or twice in our life, but in this industry, when you're putting your heart on the line, having somebody like Michael behind you is a big part of it. So he's a big part of why I do what I do and, and gets the music out there. And Michael Jack, obviously my engineer and producer who makes the music sound so good, and then sometimes the litany of guest musicians and friends that are a part of the experience. You've mentioned a great list of people and supporters, and I I personally really appreciate that because I like to see everyone uh, get their, you know, get their just reward and get their mention because everybody that contributes deserves it. But I do want to echo especially your feelings and compliments about Michael at MTS because we've had the pleasure of working him for a few years now. I should say working with him for a few years now. And this is one of the things that I have really appreciated. He is entirely professional, but he's also down to earth. He's an honest, hardworking man. And I think that any artist that gets to work with Michael has really accomplished something in this business because they got a good, strong worker that's going to go out and going to get them the recognition they deserve, but at the same time is going to be fair and honest with them. And we really salute you, Michael. It's a, it's a pleasure working with you and with your artists like Ed here. And John Bon Jovial, I know, wants to jump in here and say something. So, John, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Ed, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. It's been far too long, and I'm glad you are back with us. Happiness. I want to talk about happiness and not the mood. I want to talk about the song, which, of course, does create a nice mood. Looking at it from a technical point of view, you have a very interesting use of a synthesizer in there to where it almost sounds like it's a calliope. And to use it the way you do to bridge one verse to the next to the next, first of all, were you going for the calliope sound effect or was that just kind of a happy accident? And did you use it to bridge one verse to the next to the next as a plan, was that on purpose? Yeah, great question, and and thank you for being so like you know forthright in your observation of it. And I'm laughing here in the background because I grew up listening to progressive rock too, as well as jazz and funk and R and B. But like bands like Yes and Rush, especially from Canada, were like huge. I mean, some of my first I'm dating myself here tape cassettes, as well as vinyl albums. They were rushing. Oh, I remember those. <laughs> and, and of course we do, gentlemen. And and yeah, I had a few. I remember some of those. Like uh, Moving Pictures was my first Rush album, and Geddy Lee as a bass player. I'm a bass player. There was that Moog kind of sound synthesizer that they used, like in the tune Subdivisions, and a, and a lot of other numbers as well. Uh, and Tobias Tinker, who's the the keyboardist on that tune and guest musician. You know, we grew up playing together, and Rush was also part of his sort of musical palette. And when we were putting the, the, the tune together, you don't want to say it's like we set out to, to like, you know, the shores of Rush, and that's why we, we use the tune. Or Because there's a lot of other things, too. Where the kind of song came from for me originally on the acoustic was like the Gabriel, a Gabriel number, like um, Salisbury Hill, right? Like... But there was this colliding of ideas that were happening at the same time, and, and 
and yes, we, we, we purposely use those those keyboard lines to tie those areas through and also like chorus out. As you notice, there's all that stuff happening in the chorus. He takes the solo on the outro of the tune. There's that refrain and familiar sound of, of the keyboard lines that are in there, and he takes it out, right? But it, I like that. I like Mike Jack is also another one of those wonderful proponents for pushing the envelope. And it's like, well, let's try it. Let's try to put it on a, a classical guitar. <laughs> with this whole other sort of instrumentation factor and then like well why not try it right like and it has a calliope sound to it definitely has that nosy tonal sound but it's we were trying to make it stick out in certain places but yet still be there sometimes with a little bit more of a softer timbre and, and tone you know the the beatles used a calliope in uh, strawberry fields a totally different concept than what you're doing here in happiness. Um, but I'm not quite sure how to put my finger on it as far as the style is concerned because I know it's a synthesizer. Right. And it has a weird calliope effect, but it's almost like, I don't know. I'm not really well, sure how to make a comparison between the two other than I know that both tunes use a calliope or calliope imitation and, right, right. and, and I don't mean that in a, I don't mean that in a negative way not at all no no I take it as uh, a compliment it's, just, and, and it's just really unique from a historical perspective it was the Mellotron that actually performed those parts and it was one of the uh, first yes. rec recordable synthesizers each key had a tape roll that ran over a magnetic pickup so it looked exactly like a tape player and if you pressed depress the key it would play the sound of what was sampled you had to independently sample each key, but it gave the user the ability to have a calliope sound without ever playing a calliope. Zeppelin did the same thing with a bunch of the string sounds. That was a mellotron that they used. Now, yeah. Ed, I want to touch on something away from the music directly for just a moment, because I, I know that you are very active and very strong in the support of uh, Dyslexic Foundation. That's right. It's... I'm a, I'm a, I was diagnosed with dyslexia as a kid. I'm, you know, at 52 years of age, I know the difference between what dyslexia is today to me and what it was then. Because you're trying to fit into a rigid academic framework in a short period of time and the importance of regurgitating in order for, you know, to achieve a mark. Dyslexics don't work that way. We're three-dimensional, tactical, and highly observant. <laughs> So uh, it's funny, since I started working with the Dyslexic Society here in Canada in Sioux Hall, to say hi to her, she's a lovely woman here, um, president of the society, which is also actually a faction of the Ron Davis Dyslexic Society that started in the United States. Um, it's, it's a tactical, educative process. I've met mechanics, carpenters, uh, musicians, obviously, many people that are working in a three-dimensional field that struggled with dyslexia. And I've even, you know, Evelyn Friedman, head of the special education department at the University of Toronto, you know, said 72% of the population has sort of this disability when it comes to comprehension. The way I, I feel about it is that as much as I read sometimes or listen to people reading, it's very two-dimensional. It's very flat and clinical. In a three-dimensional mind or environment, it's no any better or worse. We just require 
tactical response. That's why for me as a dyslexic, as a young kid, I gravitated to playing instruments because I could make something happen by touching it and experiencing it. Gardening and farming for me is the same thing. The byproduct of what I do every day with my hands is there as a part of my efforts. If I don't do anything about it, nothing happens. So it's also a learning experience through this process. Um, and, and, yeah, dyslexia is, it's been labeled in, in, in strange ways. Uh, I'll say it like that. But at the same time, I think it's where the academic field fails many people because uh, this kind of idea could be integrated far more easily into education. The Davis method is in 56 nations around the world, but not in Canada and the United States, ironically, where it was developed. So a, a lot of fundraising goes on yearly through Ron's group as well as here in Canada, and all a lot of that money goes to the facilitating programs for kids. As you know, Red Omen, the video, which is an anagram of my own name, uh, has, man, I, I, can't, I can't even count how many festivals, film festivals and showings and awards that's won. But what the, the greatest reward, again, is the attention it has drawn to the Dyslexic Society. And conversations about it and what it all is so that's that's a big reward right there and i, I thank you for for letting me talk about that because I'm, I'm i'm always talking about it well absolutely i'm glad you did and that's exactly why i brought it up i wanted you to be able to share that with the people and uh also want to mention if i got it right now the organization is whole dyslexic foundation is that correct the whole dyslexic society Society, okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Whole Dyslexic Society, and I yes. thank you very much for expounding on that. Before we run out of time here, and this seems to be a recurring theme, but that's a tribute to our guests like Ed here, who have so much to say, and uh, makes our show, it makes our doing this worthwhile. We really enjoy, you were talking about the happiness of the people you meet. Well, this is a big part of what we do. We, we really love it, and we love meeting people like you. Before we let you go, I want to give you the chances we always do to tell the folks how to find you and, of course, get your music. Thank you kindly. EdRoman.net is where you can go, and all my social networking buttons are there. I'm obviously on uh, YouTube, more recently TikTok, Rumble, uh, Clapper, if you haven't heard of that either. The, the new single is out, uh, which is great, um, and you can get it on iTunes and Amazon. It's called I Have a Dream. It's from a continual, ongoing project called A Recipe for Perpetual Spring. I've decided I'm just going to keep releasing music until they put me into the ground. But uh, I have to say thank you to you guys, John and, and David both, for being vanguards and proponents of, of the support of a lot of independent music, not just mine, but people's all over the world. And uh, thank you again for having me for the Chinwag. And we thank you for always being there to pop by and spend some time and chat with us. It is our pleasure. And you just mentioned we're going to play the new track that you just released, I believe, uh, June 10th that came out. I know it was sometime very recently. And, uh, again, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Thank Michael for sending you our way. Do keep in touch. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so kindly, guys. You're very welcome, Ed Roman, and here is his brand new hit, I Have a Dream. I have a dream, just a simple dream, and 
Some call me crazy, even lazy, but I have a dream. was a dream show today. We had a lot of fun, a lot of good music. want to thank our guests, Burn the Louvre and Ed Roman, both from Ontario, Canada. John Bon Jovio, 
I think it's time for you to take us home. You've been with us again for another hour, and we really, truly are grateful for your presence each and every week. Thank you very much for that. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And it's available for free on most of the major streaming services. On Anchor FM, as we had mentioned a little earlier in the show, you can help the David Bowers Awards by supporting indie artists and music. Click the link at the end of this episode and make a donation. We'd really be grateful if you'd consider doing that. Follow the David Bowers Awards and join us next week on Saturday, WRFC-FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio at noon Eastern. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and the rest of the crew of Radio Maronicas here at the David Bowers Awards, we really appreciate your attendance again, as I just said, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>